Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us yet again, we haven't missed a year since you got here in 2013, Chris Leahy, Executive Director of the Tyler Museum of Art. Again, good morning, Chris. Always great to have you with us. Morning, John, and thanks for having me. It's always good to be here. You bet, as always. And don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Um, Chris, let's see, 2013, I did get that right, yes, correct? Okay, so a little bit. July I, of 2013. A little, almost almost um, eight and a half eight, years yeah. you've been in the community now and going strong, not going anywhere. Yeah, not going not going anywhere. <laughs> Maybe taking a Christmas vacation trip or uh, something, but so. beyond that. The Tyler Museum of Art, um, I know that when you first um, started with the Tyler Museum of Art, you had a lot of your own ideas and you just kind of had to mix and match them with the... Uh, uh, vision, the mission, the intentions, and the priorities of the other people that you collaborate with, your board of directors, your members, and overall, uh, the last eight, eight and a half years, things have gone well for you, haven't they? Well, it's been it's been a great time, uh, and yes, they have gone well. We have been able to uh, react to things as they, as they come along uh, and try to get uh, our connection with the community mm-hmm. and, and why art is important. You bet. You are at 1300 South Mahon on the TJC campus across the street from what's now known as the Rogers Palmer Performing Arts Center. Website is tylermuseum.org. Phone number is 903-595-1001, which I think it was in 1971 when you got things rolling. We'll talk about that 50th anniversary in a (laughs) few moments here. You have Facebook and Instagram as well, so plenty of web and uh, social media availabilities there. Let's talk about 2021 being your 50th anniversary, and let's go back to 1971 when it all began. Well, it is. This is our 50th anniversary year. Uh, we opened in March of 1971. And looking back at the history of, of the museum, it's been, it's been wonderful. Uh, but we had one of our founding members was Eleanor Cameron, and mm-hmm. she passed away a couple years ago. I remember that, yeah. Uh, and a really sad, uh, sad thing. Um, but Eleanor... And the Junior League of Tyler founded the museum. And Eleanor happened to be a president of the Junior League at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, well, I guess she was very active in it still. But the whole idea came from uh, what many people in Tyler remember as the Picture Ladies, where mm. uh, the then Tyler Service League would take uh, art into the classrooms uh, in Tyler. Uh, school district and talk about uh, a painting and leave a facsimile of it in the classroom and come back the next week with something new and take the old one out and uh, they became known as the picture ladies Mm. and Eleanor was very very uh, instrumental in that what a a wonderful woman Mm -hmm. and 50 years on your mission and uh uh, looking at your mission, it goes beyond probably what most people think of when they think of an art museum. It's right. very all-encompassing. Let's go through that and talk about well, it a little bit. You know, it's we're an education and cultural center. Uh, we use art as our vehicle to bring uh, fine art as the culture to to the community, and it's really important that we exhibit and and educate or interpret what's going on with the art. And that really is uh, critically important to us. And, and I think that one of the things that people often either take for granted or overlook 
is that um, art and museums are here to inspire people to educate and to enrich the community. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have any uh, pre-knowledge of art. You don't have to think about uh, art in a museum as being a temple uh, or a shrine and that you you have to know something about it to, to go in. It's not that at all. An art museum, as you know, is there uh, to inspire you and to cause you to wonder. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, so that you don't have to have any uh, great background in art knowledge to come into a museum. You just have to have the desire to want to come in and look at art and meet it where it is. Mm -hmm. And as far as some more details about how you accomplish your mission, I understand there are actually five components of your program schedule. And if we can kind of run through those fairly quickly, but informatively. Very very quickly, uh, exhibitions, of course, um, is our first component. Our education programs are our second component. Then we have fundraising and membership activities, which are critical to us. Then there's our collections. We have two. Um, One uh, we call our permanent collection, and we've been exhibiting that uh, over the past couple of years a lot more. And then we have a large Mexican folk art collection. Mm -hmm. And then we do a lot of uh, activities in the community. Yeah, yeah. You get outside that... uh the art museum per se that plot of land on the campus of tjc what happens beyond that is at least as important as what happens inside your doors it it, it clearly is and uh we do um uh, a lot of things are are in fact this weekend coming up during uh covid we stopped our family day which takes place on the second saturday Mm -hmm. of every month we stopped that because we didn't want to Um, have the public at risk or put us at risk and what we what we changed it to is rather than family days in the museum we changed it to family days to go Mm -hmm. where we invite the public uh, and families whether they're members or not to come in and pick up a free bag of art supplies it may be watercolors one week or crayons another month Um, and there's an art activity or a series of art activities, a lesson plan for parents to use, and a snack. And we invite people to come in on the second Saturday of every month to pick those up. Okay. And since this is Sunday morning, we're actually looking ahead to December now. Right. right. But, uh, uh, we hope that everybody enjoyed your family way to go, family day to go. Excuse me, yep. this weekend, and um, it's, uh, that's going to continue. And of course, as uh, we continue to learn more about how COVID is going to um, uh, the COVID situation is going to progress, hopefully some of that will. Well, we're a lot of things already are getting back to normal, yes. including yeah. at the art museum. We'll talk about that along the way. Uh, why arts? And this is interesting. There are several reasons that you list, and I think every time you come to talk to us about why it is so important to save the arts and museums quickly now we're talking to chris Leahy, executive director of the tyler museum of art i'm john sims this is in focus but getting back to that why arts well you know students we've there's a lot of statistics on this but students that have an art rich background whether it's performing arts or visual arts uh, are five times less likely to drop out of school they're twice as likely to go to college and twice as likely to graduate from college and and that kind of a background, that art-rich education, um, 
has, has demonstrated to improve academic achievement and improve attendance. It, it, it inspires a student and makes, it gives them an outlet. Mm -hmm. All righty. Uh, and there are some very interesting statistics. I think you probably covered most of them. Anything that you wanted to add to that? or does No, that I think it's really important for, and we do do a lot of uh, activities with the schools uh, because it's, we ha we're very fortunate here to have such a broad cultural um, base in the, uh, in the city of Tyler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I certainly would have to agree with that. Along the way, I should mention, uh, full disclosure here, I am a member of the Tyler Museum of Art. I think I'm going on year number three, so if I sound a little bit prejudiced, so be well, it. But uh, you, you do a great job, and I certainly personally believe in what you're doing and get a lot of enjoyment out of my interactions with the art museum. So having said that, um, we uh, talked a little bit about the family day to go in a minute. We're going to um, uh, get into a little bit more about your community focus, but let's talk about that website. And again, that's tylermuseum.org with a couple of um, social media availabilities, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, some of the things that can be done on your website. If you don't, if you can't go to the art museum, you can check everything out on the website. Absolutely, John. And and I think that one of the things that we learned during this past two years uh, was how important. We it really hit us as how important our social media presence and our website are to both our mission and our outreach to the community. And on our website, you can explore our. Um, you can explore our entire collection. Mm -hmm. It's online. Um, you can look for more information about the various exhibitions. But you can also go to our education blog right. that is there on the museum. And, and we, f we are posting uh, videos, if you will, uh, that connect you. We post them on our website. It, when you click on it, it connects you to um, our YouTube site. And you'll see a video that discusses uh, a part of our collection or an exhibition that's on view right now. And soon, um, since we've just recently opened uh, the exhibition, The Black Dress, and we can talk about that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But we'll have a video up in a week or so that really explores that exhibition and the importance of uh, the connectivity of fashion as art and visual art. Mm -hmm. Of course, that ties right in with your uh, annual gala, this one being right. the 50th anniversary Little Black Dress Gala. We'll certainly talk about that as yep. well. That's coming up. Moving along, uh, moving on to the actual exhibitions, and you have um, a, a couple on display right now, right. and another one coming up in December. Norman Rockwell makes his return after, I think, a pretty good uh, time span. I think about, about 20 years ago, there was a Norman Rockwell exhibition. Right. But uh, Things are getting better with COVID. People can actually go into the museum now, do things they weren't able to do as recently as maybe a couple of months ago yes. with uh, the Delta yeah. variant and all that. Let's talk first about the Day of the Dead exhibition, and that is uh, a well, big celebration yeah. in the Hispanic, Latino, Latinx community. Right. And it, it was a, a great uh, – that is our, our first – we have two major – school exhibitions during the course of the year and in the in the fall we work with the middle schools and we invite uh, middle schools from east texas to participate and this year we had 20 different middle schools 
with uh, over 743 student art uh, works of art installed in our education gallery. And it was mm-hmm. really uh, phenomenal. And it's great to see how the teachers bring the creativity out of their students and how the students respond to it. And then that the second part of that is in the spring, we do our high school exhibition where we present high school seniors' work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Day of the Dead Middle School, we had uh, schools from as far north as Paris and as far south as Nacogdoches. Yeah, very yeah. far reach. Yeah, it really, it, it and that kind of shows that uh, through social media, through our website, we're getting the word out to people and and they're seeing it and coming in. We, uh, It's really interesting to see the way that's working. Mm-hmm. Chris Leahy, Executive Director of the Tyler Museum of Art, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And now on to what I guess for the next uh, two or three months is probably going to be pretty much the centerpiece of art museum activities. There is an exhibition that just opened a few days ago, and uh, I was very pleased to be able to attend the reception for the first time in a few months, uh, The Little Black Dress. Let's talk about the background of The Little Black Dress, what that name means, and how that ties in with the exhibition and uh, the lecture and then the big gala, now coming up in February. February, right. Well, this, we, we had hoped, of course, we were, when we plan, we plan our exhibition schedule a year, a two two years in advance Mm -hmm. and so when we were when our curator caleb bell who does a terrific job and this this uh black dress exhibition really shows that uh his talent um but when we were thinking about it we wanted to do it in conjunction with our fundraiser the little black dress Mm -hmm. which we typically do in the fall Uh, because of the covid situation in september uh, we elected in August to postpone that until February 1st. Mm-hmm. But that, the, it would have worked well together if we'd been able to do it. But it, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And this exhibition, as you saw, John, uh, kind of traces where the, the black dress as a piece of fashion uh, for women came from. Uh, beginning with a um, Coco Chanel in the 1920s. Now, right. Certainly, black dresses were around well before that. They were, oh, yeah. Uh, but Coco Chanel made it every woman's dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, a simple dress that can be accessorized to dress up or to just be dressed down. And that has, it's been over 100, it's been 100 years that that has yeah, been the essential uh, item of a woman's uh, closet. So it's really, and and what Caleb was able to do in partnership with Annette Becker, who's the director of the um, the fashion collection at the University of North Texas, mm-hmm. uh, they put together a uh, a selection of dresses and accessories by Vera Wang and Coco Chanel and. Uh, Oscar de la Renta and all these other that I'm learning about. Uh-huh. One of the things that's so much fun for me in my job is I, I don't know a lot about a lot of these things and I have to go look at it so that I can really appreciate what's going on. And we try to provide that level of detail when somebody comes into the gallery. We have uh, explanations of, of the dresses and the um, accessories 
and why they're important. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's fun. And then Nancy Lamb, who you met, um, yeah, was a, a and she's coming back to do a lecture on January twenty third. Uh huh. And we'll get information out about that. Uh, she does paintings in this case of uh, party scenes. Yeah. That really give color to the gallery and attract. You put the dresses in context. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It was. I, I certainly just going to the reception was fun, and I think there's a real good chance that it's going to be fun for anybody who decides to go and yeah. check it out. The the pictures alone take on a life of their own. The candid shots and just the uh, perspective and the approach that she decided she wanted to take to this particular yeah. project is uh, rather striking, I, I really must say. Also in the gallery right now, and this opened in September, it'll run through December 5th. This is real interesting. Uh, a woman from Forney, who I believe you said taught at Texas, what was then Texas Women's College in Denton, Corrine Mary Spellman, works on paper. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that, and I have a little bit to share on my own. Well, I think that that exhibition, again, this is from our permanent collection, uh, and there's a great story of how we got that, but I won't go into it. Uh, She she does, she was a master printmaker, Mm -hmm. and she uses all at least four uh, methods in in this but it they're black and white and they and they really depict life in the 20s 30s and 40s mm-hmm. in and around forney texas right in my personal opinion um, i think it does a good job capturing the spirit of the place and time it's simple almost I don't know if you want to say minimalistic, but just the the simple black and white uh, approach that she takes right. to it. It's uh, evocative is one of the words that comes to mind when I see something like yeah. that. It really does take you back to that time mm-hmm. and uh, and just to see what Forney was like. It's not like a spot on uh, Interstate 8 or Interstate 20 now. It's, yeah. It was a, uh, a very interesting place. Yeah, a lot has changed since then, but it, this exhibit, again, really takes you back. Coming up, and we can go through these briefly, uh, we have the Norman Rockwell exhibition coming up in December, and then uh, another permanent collection exhibit coming up in February, and then what you talked about earlier, the annual high school exhibition in April and May. As we talk with Chris Leahy, Executive Director of the Tyler Museum of Art, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus, and don't let me interrupt you. We'll start with Norman Rockwell. (laughs) Well, John, we've we've wanted to do this for a while to uh, bring back Norman Rockwell, and uh, this show will will really be, uh, I hope, an interesting uh, match to the black dress. They'll be open together. They'll be open over the holiday season. It's a great time to come to the museum. And of course, for our members, the museum is free. We do charge a small fee uh, for people who are not members. Students, mm-hmm. are, students are always free. But it, this exhibition uh, will really take you back. Um, a lot of people refer to um, to Norman Rockwell as an illustrator, mm-hmm. almost as if it's a derogative term, but it's not. He's a visual storyteller, mm-hmm. and of course, you and I grew up with him. Oh yeah, on the on the cover of the Saturday, Saturday Evening, Evening Post, Post yeah. in Philadelphia. But his his work, in fact, one of his works. Uh, just sold for four and a half million dollars this mm. past uh, two weeks ago or so. Wow! Um, and uh, he just has a way of capturing uh, 
the spirit of a time uh, we will have in this exhibition uh, a, a print series that he that Rockwell did mm. in, in the 30s. Um, he was actually kind of falling down on his luck at that time. He, yeah. he, and he was uh, offered the opportunity to illustrate uh, Mark Twain's Tom Sawyer. And he did a series, and we have copy. We have a uh, a run of them, and they're they're just fascinating, and really bring out you know bring out the story, make you want to go back and read Tom Sawyer again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Building a Legacy Three, your permanent collection, that goes up uh, in February, which right. is the same month that you're having the Little Black Dress Gala. Right. February's going to, I it's guess, be, be a very busy month for you. Busy. But let's talk about that permanent collection exhibit. Well. It's again. We have a a very rich uh, exhibition um, collection. We primarily focus on Texas and contemporary Texas artists, and th- it's the show will will kind of will take the next step uh, in our third in this series of the development of our collection. And Caleb goes in to our collection and 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 brings out works. Um, that we don't always show, and it, it really shows you how how robust our collection is. Mm-hmm. And then we talked earlier about the annual high school exhibition. That's right. coming up in April and May, and right. let's just kind of touch on that for now. It's a little ways down the road, yeah. and I want to get to some of these other topics, and uh, since we just briefly mentioned the annual high school exhibition, maybe we can go into a little bit more detail now about your ongoing educational activities. Right. We, um, we do reach out. Um, to the schools and the school districts throughout the throughout East Texas, right? And uh, the high school show is kind of the culmination of the uh, academic year for the seniors, right? And it is a gr- what we do is ask the s- teachers to give bring us their best, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, local art teachers or artists jury the show and select the the top four in the show. And uh, and award them a, a a gifts a gift certificate uh-huh. to Dick Dick Blick so that they can get art supplies. But what's really important is John is for the students to see their work alongside of other students, other teachers, and it, it really does show uh, the versatility of both. Uh, so it's a great a great opportunity, and everybody that is in the show. Uh, gets a gift membership to the museum and uh, also gets a certificate that really helps if they're going to go on in art to be able to say in high school they were shown in a museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to membership and fundraising. Those are really two of your key focuses right now, well, especially with the challenges of COVID. And you have a kind of a special deal for members right uh, uh, for new members right now. Yes, we do. Uh, well, it's also for renewing, renewing new and renewing, renewing okay. members. We're, what we're doing during this uh, holiday season, and it's already underway, is to um, offer for members at the $100 level and above to buy, pay for their membership and get one free that they can give as a gift. And it's also a great time of the year to, to invite people to come to the museum, give them a gift of, the, to, uh, of membership, and they'll get into the Rockwell Show for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also important, John, that when you're a member of our museum, of your museum here in Tyler, you get on your membership card, you get 
what we've referred to as a NARM card or a North American uh, Reciprocal Museum card. And that gets you into over a thousand museums here in the United States and mm -hmm. Canada for free. All righty. And then you have the buy one, get one free right. deal going that, on right now. $100 family level and up. And uh, I just got a card in the mail about that the other day, too. Yeah. Fundraising in general, cancellations because of COVID, that hit you hard. Uh, your annual fund campaign didn't go quite the way you would hope. But now you've got the little black dress scale is scheduled for February. Things are starting to get back to normal. Right. You were able to get by uh, a lot better because of the PPP loan that you got. Last uh, year, that was very I, – we, I, and I think a lot of us really struggled uh, during – um, 2019, 2020, uh, we were we were with the help of uh, our bank, which did a great job mm -hmm. uh, in helping us get that. That really uh, helped us out because we had to cancel everything, and our attendance went down to less than 30 percent of what it would normally. Yeah, be. so yeah, it was tough. But we're back. Uh, membership and our fundraisers uh, are really critical to us. And again, little black dress will be in um, at Willowbrook on February 1st. Okay. And it, we're really looking forward to it. We're going to start getting out the information about that in the next couple of weeks. Okay, good. We'll be looking for that. In the meantime, tell us a, a little bit about what that's going to look like. People walk into Willowbrook. They walk into the uh, banquet hall. What are they going to see? What's that going to be like for them? Well, we're going to kind of we're going to try to carry the theme of the Black Dress exhibition uh, through into into this uh, into this year, but we're also doing this to recognize our 50th and to honor uh, Eleanor and Dr. Harold Cameron and their contribution not only to the museum but to Tyler. Mm -hmm. uh, he was probably I, unfortunately I never met him. He died before I got here. Yeah, but uh, from Eleanor and from his son Hal and Brenda Cameron, uh, I've gotten to know his legacy a little yeah. bit. Um, fabulous man and so we're doing this to recognize their memory mm -hmm. and that is just a, a really a key fundraiser for you yes, so it I, is. I know you're hoping for a good turnout yep. and uh, lots of money coming in and uh, keeping the art museum going strong well it, it's it's critical that yeah. that uh, and i think a lot of people uh, in our community recognize um, how valuable the art museum, the symphony, the youth symphony, all of these other activities that we have here, cultural activities, things going on at the uh, Rogers Palmer Performing Arts Center, mm -hmm. the Cowan Center, all of that rich cultural that we cultural activity we have here in Tyler is just terrific. Mm -hmm. Chris Leahy, Executive Director, Tyler Museum of Art, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. As we get down into the last couple of minutes of the show, wanted to make sure we cover the uh, annual fund five hundred dollar gift, and there's a drawing involved with that. And what if what does the winner get? <laughs> this is going to be great, John. Uh, we. Um, our annual fund uh, really is a critical part of our fundraising, yeah. and it's going on now. Uh, every gift of $500 uh, or more will get a uh, ticket in the raffle for a tour of a lunch and a tour of the uh, Rockwell uh, exhibition mm -hmm. with our curator, Caleb Bell. All righty. And it's, it, it'll, you know, they, he'll get, provide them with a lot of uh, in depth 
yeah. uh, stories about each of the works. Very knowledgeable young fella. Uh, let's see. We talked about your collections. You have the permanent and Mexican folk art collections. Those are available on your website, right. even right. when bits and pieces of them are not being exhibited, as we know they sometimes yeah. are, like right now, for example. Um, we talked about the importance of education, and uh, I guess we can kind of wind it up by just talking briefly about the importance of and you, you've already painted a picture of the, this broad network, if you will, of cultural events and activities. But your partnerships with TJC, UT Tyler, uh, nonprofits like the Literacy Council, Gallery Main Street, the Junior League, Meals on Wheels, yeah. just the variety of different agencies that you partner with in different ways, really as a way of promoting arts and supporting other community agencies right. as well. Right, and it's really helpful for for all of us to come together um, we have had a lot of fun doing a couple of years ago we did uh, an exhibition of photography of people and their dogs in conjunction with the SPCA for yeah example. I remember that you know it's those kinds of things that showcase them and showcase art and show the connectivity that we all have. Yeah, you bet. About a minute left in the show, and we'll wrap it up here. I've been talking to Chris Leahy with the Tyler Museum of Art. Uh, www.tylermuseum.org is the website, and you can get on Instagram and Facebook there as well, or any way you like. Yep. I guess people just kind of go right to those. But And then 903-595-1001. You're at 1300 South Mahon, across the street from the Rogers Palmer Performing Arts Center. And uh, for just kind of a really not very big building, there, there is a lot going on. And I yes. really appreciate having a chance to get all of that covered today. Chris, we're out of time. Uh, no, unfortunately, it. but it's been great having you join us again. Thank today. you very much. You bet. Chris Leahy, Tyler Museum of Art, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. As always, thank you for joining us. And as always, we'll see you again next week on In Focus.